Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Dan Chum, bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 69. Uh, slightly unusual intro this week, but you'll uh, obviously, uh, those of you who are astute enough will notice that this is episode number 69, and that was the summer of 69 by the one and only legend Brian Adams. This week we've got a lot to go through, <laughs> despite it being fairly quiet midweek. Um, we will be covering a lot of things, including last night's Starman Awards. We yep. are covering stuff that people seem to be a bit tentative about talking about on social media, but we're going to be brave and we are going to talk about it towards the end of this week's podcast. So I think it's best... That we crack on, really. Yeah. So have you got some supporters club updates yeah. to, uh, to announce? I, funnily enough, I do. <laughs> um, Yeovil Town, if anybody is inclined to trek all the way down to Yeovil, it is a mission to get to if you're going by train, so you are better off going on a coach if you are going. It's 27 quid for your adults and £24 for concessions. The coach is leaving the, um, the stadium at 9am, so don't be late there. Also, it's the Euros this summer and the Supporters Club will be showing the England Games on June the 11th and June the 16th. So if you are looking for somewhere uh, to go and have a pint and, and watch it in good company, you can go to the Supporters Club. Uh, there's also an Ale Gala Day. Admission is free and that is going to be, it doesn't say... I think Monday, June the 20th, I think that will be, uh, when we play Slovakia. Okay, so, nice, cool. So that's the Supporters Club update and reviews for last week. Yeah, so episode 68 was last week. Loads of reviews, but we'll only mention a couple, but thanks for all the reviews we got. So firstly from at M underscore C underscore Rowley. So great to hear the pod again. Love the episode despite the misery at the moment. As they say here in Mexico, Yavalio Quezo. Oh, which is, what? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Fantastic. So, before we mentioned that one, should as, have you know, Google translated it before we should came have on done. air. That's how far the podcast <laughs> goes, you know. Someone listens in Mexico. Worldwide. Worldwide. At Magnus Pugnus said, Great pod as always. Positives from the season. At least we're not in financial problems yet. Great youth coming yep. through. Away and home support, good numbers. And although the chairman is potty, he seems passionate about promotion at all costs. That's a good summary of Francesco Yeah, very good. At Linden Orient. So, just listen to the show. Glad to have you back. At last, something good is coming out of Orient. Well done, guys. Thanks, mate. Yep. And Stiggy64 said, The fourth week in New York. I knew I could rely on Orient Outlook to bring me up to speed. Great podcast chats. Well, thanks for listening to us wherever you are listening to us. You're always welcome to join us. Yep, and the uh, worldwide listeners don't stop there. So we had an email from Jim Burns, who lives in Denmark, who uh, emailed us very kindly and said, I live in Denmark, and I also think a couple of those fans do. I've emailed you once before, probably about a year ago, and I've really enjoyed your podcasts all season, but I've really missed them in recent weeks. I know you have plenty of other things to do, but I was worried you'd gone AWOL like the, old, like the O's defence. <laughs> I'm already looking forward to next season. For me, this one effectively ended on Good Friday. You always think that next season can't get any worse, but I feel that maybe this one really did. Doubtless there'll be tons of interesting stuff happening in the next few months though, so I hope you don't put things entirely on standby in the closed season. Thanks for all the news and interviews in the past year. So thanks, Jim. That was a yeah, appreciate that. email. And over the summer, we'll be trying to bring you uh, some interviews. We've got a few names lined up who we're trying to get, so uh, keep your eyes posted on our social media accounts for uh, 
some announcements, hopefully. Yeah, bang on. Um, moving on to some more uh, exclusive news, yes. as we've been, as we are, uh, we understand that. So this was originally going to be the selling point of this podcast, but due to last night's <laughs> events, uh, it's not going to be the selling it's point. But still, big news, I think. Absolutely. So obviously, there are a number of people out of contract at the end of this year. Sam Ling is one of those, and we understand that he is not going to be offered a contract further than. Uh, what he has already, unfortunately. Uh, Sam's been with the club uh, for many, many years yep. now. Um, it's a difficult situation that he's in, really, because he's got done what will be will be with him, Hunt and Clahessi, yep. kind of all ahead of him. So he's very, very limited yep. um, here, which is a massive shame because there was sort of big things expected of yeah. him. He'd, he'd looked like quite a solid player when he'd been playing... Yeah, he's been out online a couple of times. He's really just done a loan at his Unfortunate, so, you know, we wish him all the best. Absolutely. As I say, that's an exclusive, um, you know, unfortunately not. We, un- not we understand that he's not being offered a new contract. Yeah. yeah. So, the week that was in, so Monday 25th of April, so the Sun uh, reports that some fans attempted to storm the team bus after the Wimbledon game and were only stopped by Andy Hessenthaler. What I a heard that's mental true. story. Yeah, I heard last night someone said yeah. that's actually happened. We understand that's true. Crazy. They were only stopped by Hessenthaler. To be fair though, I wouldn't try and take on Hessenthaler. No matter how enraged I was with the team's performance, <laughs> if Hessenthaler squared up to me, I'm like, see you later. All right, mate. I'm going, yeah, I, I didn't mean it, Andy. See you later. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't mean it. I just wanted to get an autograph. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, ridiculous scenes, really. Um, Sammy Moore speaking to George Sessions about the Wimbledon game. He said it was a frustrating afternoon on Saturday. We didn't have that cutting edge and we could have been out there all night and I don't think we'd have scored. You couldn't fault the players' effort. Um, I'm a bit confused by that because he's just said we'd have been out there, out there all night and we wouldn't have scored. But you can't fault the players' effort. I think he's just saying we had a bit of bad luck. But uh, okay. Um, at the end of the day, we got beat 1-0 and we were all disappointed. Yep. Sums it up there. All disappointed. But if you only have really? one shot on target or two shots on target, exactly. you ain't going to score really. Also, the only bright thing to come out of Saturday, Alex Chizak, good, strong performance again from him. He's had a great season. He made the league paper league two team of the week uh, following that performance. So well done, Alex. And yep, top man. More on Alex later, I guess. Tuesday, the 26th of April. Very quiet day for us. Nothing happened. Yeah, so we'll absolutely. move on to Wednesday, the 27th of April. Yeah, happy 23rd birthday to O's Loney. Hashtag Calamarado Martin. Happy birthday, mate. Yep, uh, the Football League announced that the 2016-17 fixtures will be released on Wednesday the 22nd of June. I've already got that in my calendar. Make sure it's in yours. It's never-ending, is it? I'm quite looking forward, though, to no football for a while. After Saturday, I'm I need a happy rest. to just let it go. Get Wednesday the 22nd back. of June can yeah. just do one for the time being. <laughs> uh, the Leighton Orient Trust launched the Day Took the Lead exhibition at Vesti House Museum in Walthamstow. Uh, got some quite good press, like all the local press covered Very, it. Yeah. It was attended by the Mayor of Waltham Forest and it was also attended by O's captain Matteo Baldry. So great work there by the Leighton Orient Trust and doing what they do. Um, yeah, and well done to everyone at the club associated with that. Fantastic Spot work. Spot on. Now then, rumour started, I think from the message board originally, don't know, but Bet Victor, the betting giants, have installed Gennaro Gattuso. Yep, the famous Italian player who got Joe Jordan by yep, the throat. Yeah, central in a, midfielder. Uh, in a game where Spurs were in the Europa League, I think. They've installed him as the 2-1 to one favourite to be the next Leighton Orient manager. Now, me personally, I don't believe this. I think this is just pure, total and utter speculation that someone somewhere has picked up that some Serie C manager has been linked with the Orient job and they've gone. someone's done a little bit of research on all the managers in that league and then ended up picking up his name and gone, oh, 
that must be him. He must be coming to Leighton Orient. Personally, don't think it's going to happen. Uh, nothing would surprise me these days at Orient. No. It wouldn't surprise me if he rocks up and gets installed. There's a lot of rumours still going around today that that has happened. Um, what could two say? Yeah, so we will see. You know, I, I'm sure there's bound to be more names linked. So watch this space for details. Thursday, 28th of April, the O's were in action in the final third development league. Uh, we played Gillingham. It was a very youthful lineup, no senior players included. And we beat Gillingham 3 1. Goals from Michael Clark, Tristan Abrahams, and Ryan McLean. So well done to the young O's. We had a few mates who went to that match, said so the young O's played really well. And Gillingham played some senior players. So it just shows you how well these young O's are doing who are coming through. It's fantastic incredible. work. Absolutely, Absolutely fantastic work. So well done there. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And also, obviously, credit go to the to the to the academy team: Andy Edwards, uh, Danny Webb, and obviously Richard Thomas. So yeah, good, good work on their on their part as well. Yep. Uh, Thursday, uh, the twenty eighth of April continues with the news that Francesco Bacchetti will meet with supporters in the supporters club. Now, this is very important date for your diary. Um, Monday, the twenty fifth of July. 8pm. Ticket only event. Ticket details will be uh, announced closer to the time. Um, hopefully one of us will be able to make yep. it. Um, ideally both of us, but hopefully at least one of us. But as I say, Monday the 25th of July, 8pm. Put that in your diary yep. and keep an eye on the supporters, social, uh, the supporters Club social media outlets because they will be announcing how you get a ticket. Yeah, I mean there's it, been a few meet the managers recently over the last couple of years, but I think this one's the biggest one. Uh, in the last couple of years, I would say at that supporters club, yeah, it's going to be very hard to get a ticket for. And be standing um, I, I hope it goes ahead. I hope it goes ahead. I got a feeling it could get pulled about yeah. two weeks before. But yeah. massive credit to David Dodd for getting that. Massive credit. Massive credit. You know, first time Bichette will face supporters. Um, so it'll be it and, will be and an interesting. Questions directly. And yeah. they won't be kind because again. Uh, uh, who were they not kind with previously? They they went straight for the jugular on Nolan. It's gonna be it's gonna be a strange evening because I don't know how what they're gonna base the tickets on because you can't have 150 people ranting at one person. He's not gonna stand there for that. He's not gonna stand no. for. It would have to be for the atmosphere. It's gonna be a strange one that is. But you know they've got him and hopefully it goes ahead. We'll bring you any updates that we get from that. So Friday, 29th of April, massive news. Again, season ticket prices are announced for next season. So <coughs> adult prices are, ha, have increased. So in the South Stand for us, they've increased by 20 quid. So it'll be 310 if you sit in the South Stand. Um, but there won't be any booking fees charged, so you kind of save a couple of quid on that. But the big news is, for under-18s, season tickets in every stand have been reduced to £49. And for under-11s, it is just £9 for a season ticket, which works out at 40p. Um, for under nine so that would be great to bring in the youth um, so I'm very happy with that so I can't wait to take my door next season again um, so yeah your thoughts on that Paul? Seriously and I was having this conversation last night with people and on social media seriously been considering not renewing right so S seriously been considering it because I'm just just for me personally yeah. Obviously, not to broadcast, you know, your, your personal business on on uh, my personal business on this, but it's been a really difficult year for me for several different reasons. Yep. And I look for an outlet of of some sort of pleasure or joy, and and and, and Orient is is one of those for me. And it's just been anything but that for the past two years solid. It's been utterly relentless, and I just think to myself, like, 
you know, when you've got things like the owner getting involved with picking the teams and getting yeah. busy and just causing a toxic atmosphere amongst the playing staff, amongst the staff that work at the club, no one seems to be happy at the club. And it just it just makes me think, like... Why put yourself through it? Yeah why, yeah, why bother? So we had I a similar listen. email, didn't we, from Dennis last week, who said yeah. he's been a season stick holder for over 50 years, feels very disengaged yeah. with the way it's going. And 310 quid, it's not cheap, you know, it's... It's, it's gone up. Still a lot so of money. They're still asking me money. to pay more to see League Two football. They're asking me to pay League One money, which Absolutely, is what we were. Yeah, we were yeah. three. We yeah. were three twenty two seasons ago yeah. to watch to watch a promotion push team, and now you're asking me to pay a tenner less to to watch this nonsense. Well, it's an interesting one. I feel I want. I f- we felt we should mention that because I think a lot of fans are in your position at the moment. Yeah, and Aring, and you know it's loyal fans, not fickle fans at all. It's you know one of those where. Some fans who've supported the club, you know, for longer than what we've been alive, are saying they ain't going to go no more because they've just fallen out of love with it and they yeah. don't feel like they're appreciated. And that's one thing that the Slade era done really well in the Hearn era, it brought everyone together and that whole, you know, everyone felt really passionate about what was going on. And like you said, over the last two years, that passion and that togetherness has just gone. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's it's eroded. And I I will say though, you know, Bob and Christine who sit yeah. across from us. Yeah. So Bob was talking to me last night. He said, look. Buy your ticket, come to the games you want to come to and don't come to the games you don't want to come yeah. to. But at least you've got that absolutely that to, to, yeah. to do. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm a glutton for punishment, so more more than likely I will. Mate, I'll get you there. I'll get you there. Also announced that the club are launching a new Theo's Julia membership scheme oh, uh, yeah. as they look to establish an, uh, and offer a more comprehensive experience for its members. So great point. That's been a point in the fans forum for the last couple of years. Um, well, certainly since we've been going about the Junior O's membership, so again, really concentrating on getting the youth through the door to take away from the West Ham into Olympic Stadium. Absolutely. So about time that got sorted. So, yeah. you know, as critical as we are of the re- regime up above sometimes, fair play whoever sorted that one out because that's needed doing. They finally listened because Matt Roper's yes. been banging, the, well, part, metaphorically banging the drum about that for quite some time now and he put quite a comprehensive good um, argument over to them and, and finally they've They've seen the light of day. So, Saturday, the yes. 30th of April, uh, two days ago, because we were recording Monday night. Yep. Uh, Mansfield at home, team lined up with Chisak in goal, Glahesi, Pollock, Brisley and Ramage. Uh, Turgot, Atangana, James, Semedo with Palmer and Simpson up front. More of a traditional 4-4-2 yep. with wingers. Absolutely, I can agree more. Yeah, with Turgot and Semedo on the wings, Atangana and James um, in the middle. And then you've got all right, Ramage as your left back rather than JBW, but yeah, Clahessi in his, his favoured yeah. right, right back position. Absolutely. Subs were Sargent, Sam Sargent uh, was on the bench. Don't know why the Palace Loney, unless he's gone back, wasn't this David. Yeah, Gregory, um, David Gregory. David Gregory. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, Sargent was on the bench. Uh, Williams, been on Williams, Payne for the first time in a while. Moore, Karoma, Kashka, and Nandule on the bench. So yeah. quite an attacking. Yeah, it was good. So it's four, four changes uh, from the game against Wimbledon. So Aaron Pollock came in for his debut. Uh, Sandro Samado made his first start, having made his debut last week. Jay Simpson and Nigel Atagana both returned. Baldry missed through injury and Nicky Hunt missed through an illness. So for me, yeah, we knew they were going to play young players. I think they got it spot on, as we'll see from the match. Um, my only query is after Ramage was found out for the goal at left back last week, why not play Fraser Shaw? Where's Fraser Shaw? Why isn't even why isn't even on the bench? Amen. One hundred percent agree. 
strange one. Why not me. let him have the last couple of games where they don't mean anything to us? Why not? Absolutely. 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 He has an out of contract player as well in the summer. Fraser Shaw's got a lot to play for, you know, so if you they're not even giving him a chance, which is really disappointing. My opinion is you should be playing a contracted player over a loan. Absolutely. Especially at this time of the season now where we haven't got anything to play for. Um, so the final home match of the season kicked off and it really felt like a pre-season friendly. You know, not a large crowd, laid back atmosphere. We started okay. Simpson looked good in the opening 10 minutes, but he always does. Nice touches. Palmer always working hard. Uh, and Brisbane and Pollock looked, looked solid in defence. So eighth mm. minute, Toa got made... The most of a poor clearance, ran, got got himself a bit of space, shot, not a bad shot to be fair by Turgut, mm. uh, but the keeper saved it well. Um, and in the 10th minute, Atangana played the ball through to Palmer, good ball actually, and a good run from Palmer, hassled his defender, got round the keeper. Took it too wide though, didn't he? Was that a slight bit. angle, could have had a crack though, and I think he, he would have scored, but tried to come back on himself, Right. but took too long, chance was gone. But even Palmer after it was laughing, so it had that kind of feel where it wasn't really a serious game. Like pressure's off. If, yeah, if that was like a, a playoff, he'd be livid with himself. But he yeah. was like just laughing, you know, a, a little bit. And okay. uh, game was just being played. Face for six minute, great save by Chizak. As Chapman had an effort, um, a long effort, well saved by Chizak, and the follow up that I didn't really see at the time um, by Tafazoli was really well blocked by Chizak. Um, so again. Really good save. Half-time was nil-nil. Yeah. Um, so not much happened. I wrote half-time. I was very impressed with Pollock. He was really good, mate. Really good. His distribution from the back was good. He was good in the air. He was communicating well with Brisley. Did he play at right centre-back or left centre-back? He played at right centre-back. Okay. So he was on our side in the yeah, yeah. defence. Samedo looked okay. He looked a bit nervous. He looked more nervous than what... Uh, Pollock looked, yeah. but he looked like he had a few nice touches in him. A couple of people said he was possibly trying a bit too hard yes. to impress. Yeah, absolutely. He should have just relaxed agree with that. and played his natural game. I would agree with that. Half-time, there was a song tribute, which was nice, as per last year, so they brought out the song flag. Although, whoever was running the hose pipes completely splashed the flag and everyone holding it. You know, like the, it yeah, works the around, sprinkler system. Silly. Um, the pitch um, looked beautiful. Pitch like, great, oh, yeah. great Dave, point. Dave Picture, great point. Colin yes. Jack, Colin James, you are doing an outstanding. Very you listen, good point. Like you are doing an outstanding job. Great point, there, Mister Levy. Because Dave Victor tweeted a picture of that. Yeah. I retweeted it. It's beautiful pitch. Really good. Considering the last time you gave the season, it looks great. It's getting ready for my uh, debut on it on the uh, uh, next night. Yeah, of July. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, at halftime, we saw the under 18s get paraded, which was great. So obviously, the championship winning team uh, walked down the pitch. And if you are on Twitter, we've started doing a few periscopes. So we showed the team coming out. Uh, I tried to do a half-time one, but my 4G was rubbish, so okay. it wouldn't go out. Okay. Um, it is obviously all technology dependent. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was half-time. Attendance announced at 4,257 uh, with 358 away fans. So, again, I, I reckon you just Poor attendance, that. isn't it? It 3, is, last fans. game of the season. Nothing to play for. Nothing to play for. That's yeah. that's one of your free games essentially. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> you have to put on there. So second half kicked off. Sammy Moore came on for Nigel Atangana, who was just why? coming back. I think oh, Atangana just, just come back from his injury. Game management, and like you yeah. said, get Sammy Moore's game time up and yeah. rest Atangana. Yeah. Straight away, long ball from Pollock. Again, that Pollock to Palmer ball was working really well. Long diagonal ball finding Pollock. Sorry, finding Palmer, Palmer from Pollock really okay. well. He brought it down. Um, shot really quickly and hit the post. So. Decent start there. Yeah. 49th minute, took the lead, got a free kick. Good delivery from Lloyd James on Oli Palmer's head. 1-0, good header by Oli Palmer. Ran to the Mansfield fans to give it some. They'd, give, give, they'd be giving him a stick. Oh, uh, okay. For some of the game, obviously, he used to play for Mansfield. Um, 
Good finish. Oli Palmer, Oli Palmer played really well. Really, very Dagnall esque, I would say. Yeah, he's a, he's just a tall Dagnall. You're just a tall Chris Dagnall. <laughs> That's for um, yourself, yeah. But um, from what I saw from the highlights, because I couldn't make the game, what I saw from the highlights was that Lloyd James had a couple of free kicks that were pretty well taken. He played well, and I really noticed that again on Saturday. He gets it, and he just looks up. He's always looking forward. And none of our other midfielders do that, which is yeah. why I think it's vital that he stays in the summer. We'll, again, we'll come on to that a bit later. later but yeah. he kept getting it, and he, he just immediately looks forward. And I think if you played Atangana or a Vincelo character behind him, it really lets him kind of play to his strength. So, yeah. And See, I think a 4-1-3-2 with Atangana as the one, and then three of Lloyd James and two wingers, obviously Cox on the left and whoever, whoever else yep. on the right, and then up front you'd have... Jay. Jay and Jay and Ollie or Jay and, yeah, yeah. and whoever I think that would work really really Mate, well whoever inherits the squad in the summer I mean it's a decent squad it's a, it just depends you know the next appointment for Bichette is, is the key one I think you yeah. know, three cracks of it imagine, now, three or four cracks proper imagine Henry this is the big one oh. again you can't put anything past Bichette at the moment no. you really can't so 57th minute we were quite lucky Reggie Lamb uh, he's a good player for them actually he's got quite a few goals this season okay. from a corner we didn't quite clear it he took one touch and smacked it hit the bar good effort couldn't afford the defence there he just hit the bar was unlucky Chisholm right. was well beaten Yeah. Uh, 58th <clears> minute uh, Bernard Williams came on for Ramage who apparently Ramage was feeling ill it was announced after the game he's got a, some kind of virus um, 72nd minute Josh Corona came on for his home debut came on for Semedo so Semedo done alright Corona again done okay but he's not a left winger so he was kind of in and out of it yeah. for a forward making his debut on the left wing it must be, yeah. must be difficult first year scholar absolutely to come into, a, into the first team like that yep 74th minute James took a free kick just wide not a bad effort 77th minute he got booked gave the ball away and then took his man down and that was bad mate the team. about it five minutes of injury time got added game just played out yeah we won 1-0 we saw out the last time game of the season took three points team done a little walk round not a big deal was made out of it full time whistle went they went to the sidelines and then they started it. You periscope that? I periscope that, yeah. Quite a lot of views, actually. Yeah, um, yeah they played T1 attacks in the background. They had their kids out. Didn't look like anyone was really saying mm. their farewells, you know, although they might have been. Didn't look like anyone was getting emotional, but Dunno. you never know, do you? So just, just for the avoidance of doubt, we are not allowed to film actual yes. live footage of the football because there are there are rules in place that the club we're not linked to by the football, league, to, by the football, by the football league, league, yeah. league because they have contracts with various media outlets so we can't actually do that so what we do do alright we've taken the odd penalty or the odd free kick or whatever it's a little bit naughty slap my wrist but no I think you'll have to do that as long as it doesn't go out live oh, I think you'll have to do it as long as you no you're right sorry you're yeah, right. you should yeah, record yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and put it out so Things like what you've done there with the team coming out yeah, yeah. and the lap of honour and all of that sort of stuff, that's cool. But I think you're just before anybody says, why don't you film the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, that's point. not yeah, going to happen. Not allowed. You're not allowed. Yeah, that will not point. be happening. So just, just for, for people to be aware. Good point. So post-match, Andy Hessenthaler did the uh, media duties. Yeah. Pollock was outstanding, he said. He was a little bit nervous in the first 10 minutes, which was understandable, but he grew into the game. I thought he was excellent and has a bright future. I don't know what will happen next. I haven't got a crystal ball. Only time will tell. We have one game left and the, and the presentation tomorrow. We'll do it the right way again this week. Go to Yeovil on Saturday and hopefully finish with a win. We haven't seen the owner this week. He's away 
or been busy. So we haven't had a conversation with him. We've got on with training like normal. Yep. So obviously he had no uh, influence on the same selection. There you go. Which is why Klahesi played right back. Unless he's now why you saw the and tactics <laughs> in. <laughs> Which is why you saw the youth. When that, when that team was announced, I said to, I think it was Chris Behind, said that's not a Bichette team because Bichette wouldn't be picking those youth players. Right. So, you know, uh, so league table that win moved us up five places. So we're ninth now. Uh, played forty five, won eighteen, drawn twelve, lost fifteen, sixty six points, and the goal difference of minus two. I got a feeling we're going to end up finishing eighth, just outside the playoff. Which, when you look back on the season and all the missed opportunities and all the lost points, is going to be good enough. Oh, it's going to be so frustrating. Though. There's it no really way we should be there, though. We should be clearly in the playoffs. Oh, mate, absolutely. Clearly in the playoffs with some of the games and points we've dropped. So The only positives you can take from that, from that is saying next season you're more experienced, you just learn and you go on. Who knows? But, so, your views on that? Meh. Meh for me, really. <laughs> um, meaningless game because we missed out on the playoffs a couple of weeks back. You know, Except for you know Ollie Palmer, who we've mentioned already, his work ethic, you know that should really be the blueprint for every player who wears the shirt. Really, Chris Dagnall is another advocate of of running his socks off. They all they all worked. I'd say they all worked hard for a game that don't mean anything. Well, it's a shame they didn't do that. There's a few contracts. There's a few contracts ending, so there's a few things that players need to play for. Well, yeah, maybe they should have been doing that all season yep. then. Uh, positives from this game are that obviously we won it's our last home game of the season so it's good to sign off yeah. for a win obviously other, po- other positives are Aaron Pollock and Sandra Semedo Sandro Semedo beg your pardon um, and obviously the fact that we've finished nearly finished uh, we haven't nearly finished we've moved up into 14th which is a more acceptable no, we moved, moved up, from- up from 14th into 9th which yeah. is a much more acceptable position to be in so yeah other than that Yep, so my views, it was a laid-back game, it was, it was okay. Uh, Oli Palmer done well and deserved his goal. I think you knew he was probably going to score. Uh, Pollock, very impressed with, first time I'd seen him. Um, makes me feel a bit better about central defence if we do lose a few in the summer. So obviously the centre-back pair at the moment, first choice is Brisley Baldry. Well, as it stands, Brisley's going back to Peterborough and Baldry's out of contract, which means we don't have any central and defenders. And is Ramage is on loan and done. <sighs> Is it right? I've done well. I'm pretty certain that that's not going to be here past the summer anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you and know, the thing is though, if you're good playing to see Pollock at centre back, he's got to have someone much more experienced and like a Nathan Clark, for example. Mate, hopefully, next Baldry. to him. Hopefully, Baldry. Baldry's not. Baldry's a number two to a Nathan Clark. I or to a John Mackey. The, Baldry isn't the John Mackey or the Nathan Clark. I think so that makes it. You have a one. I and think you'd be surprised how good Pollock is. I don't no, no, know. No, no, no. I'm just saying, Pollock. But he's young and inexperienced at that he, level. So you need someone like Nathan Clark or John Mackey, who is experienced for it. For just as an example, disagree. He'd, he'd be the number two centre back. Disagree. To the, to the club captain. To the club captain. Yeah, but Baldry's not a club captain, in my opinion. He's not. I love but him he's a bit. He's a lovely bloke, but to me, he's not a club captain. Well, that's he's not vocal enough, and he hides. He's hidden in games, and it, it, that's not what a club captain does. A fair point for me. Cool. Um, but sorry, back to your view. Yes, Pollock, Pollock is ready to step up. He, he is an experience, but I'm not that worried now. I think Pollock could, could easily be a first choice centre back next season. Um, Samedo was good, but not really effective. Same as Karoma, who again played out of position. So a standard 1 0 win at the end of the season. And it'll be duty youngs as well to get the confidence and the three points. And good to see the Lep of Honour. Uh, which both Nolan and Dunn participated in. There you go. So very interesting. There you go. So those were our views. Um, your views at Ben LOFC it's one man who can come out with any credit this season well done Ollie Palmer 
I would rather get behind a player of slightly less quality who really gives 100% for the O's than a better player who doesn't care. Ollie has been a true professional this season. Amen. Good point. Yeah, at Robert Lock 14. Well, we at least finished our home fixtures with a win. Shame there wasn't more of yeah, them. Yeah, all the home drop points. All the home drop points have yeah. really cost us. At Orient Fan TV, he said, with players like Aaron Pollock and Sandro Semeno, the future looks bright for the O's with more youth lads coming into the team. Yeah, at Joe underscore Pavit, as much as it was nice to see a win, it's just too little, too late. Yeah, at Mid-Table Obscure, said, thoroughly enjoyed that today. Great performances from the youngsters. I mean, they were good. They were, they were better. No than, they were better than what I thought they would be. I've got to say, yeah. and you know, there's other names who have cropped up every week in that youth team who you think, you know, I'd be fine with them getting given more of a chance. Freeman Monker, you know, Josh Abraham. There's a few now within that team. Sam Sargent, who you'd you'd expect could start pushing on. Who've there been on go. the bench this season. At Richie J. Bourne, credit to the young O's today. A lot better than some of the old guard. A blend of homegrown and experience for next season, please. Yeah, yeah. You, you, is... You'd rather bring more of the youth through than spend three or four grand a week on a, you know, an experienced player who's not going to be in it. You've got that youth and experience, like he says. I think yeah. that's a winning formula, really. Absolutely. Uh, Janine Adelman said, pleased for Ollie scoring against his old club. And why not? It always happens to us. I thought youngsters looked great. At Buchan JP, excellent debut from Pollock. And it'll only get better and better. Reminds me of Adrian hey, Whitbread. Adrian Whitbread. <laughs> when we first started going, Adrian London, Whitbread was independent the Independent transport. Yeah. At TCW0102, said Leighton Orient, my team through thick and thin, for better or worse, until death do us part. Nice one, TCW. Yeah, sums it up really well there. At yep. Len M4, dare I say we've got ourselves another gem in Aaron Pollock. He was brilliant. He was. Orient Electric, says dullest game this season, but Pollock looked decent. Yeah, Pank P007. Atmosphere like the last day of school term when we were allowed to watch old James Bond on VHS might have been more entertaining. Yeah, very good. Whoops. Very good. At Bradiak is 96. Says FB away, so couldn't have his input into the team and we won. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Yeah. But Bichette's 1-1 one, one lost one, no? Uh, I Dagenham. think he's lost a few more than that. I really? Okay. Um, at the authentic Gaz great to finish the home games with a win next season still worries me massively though we can't survive on another three or four managers next season something has to change and it has to change now Franny yeah good point I like that one at John Macca 1977 said great to win the last home game and a massive positive and a disappointing season with the youngsters making their debuts one concern though still no plans for next season we need things in place ASAP bang on yeah. there's one thing they haven't learned hopefully they've learned from last season was appoint your manager early on Give him time to get his players in and get them fit. And That's right. To go. That's right. At John underscore Badham one, good win at home, but it's not good enough. League two, hashtag League Two, shocking standard. How are we going to keep Dean Cox? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Yep. At Les underscore Brisdo said player of the season. Simpson was the least committed player on the pitch yesterday. Does he want to be here? And there's a question. And then someone actually tweeted back. I think it was Orion Pete saying it since January he's kind of been in and out of form. You know, did something happen in January? What did the club actually come in and? was he refused permission to speak to him but the problem I don't think the problem is in Simpson's work rate is if you play long ball Chase Simpson ain't a long ball forward but he doesn't I think that's a comparison to Ollie Palmer that chases everything down like a dog chasing a football yeah, it's or, not Jason Simpson's game. No, he Jay doesn't Simpson's do that. Do and I think that's it's what not what Jason is going to do for you. So those are your views. The prediction league takes yep. an interesting turn because at Orient Fan TV, Simon08 Edward, Joss Lindstrom, 
all predicted a 1-0 win to the O's, so they all get three points. Yep. Uh, no one gets a bonus point for predicting the scorer, no. surprisingly. So, with one game remaining, Wadsey is top of the prediction league by seven points and looks sure to win our first Orient Outlook prediction league title. So, barring somebody getting the right result on Saturday and getting four goal scorers, Orient would have to win 4-0 or 5-0 for someone to get seven points. So, it's not, well... It's very unlikely. It's not mathematically impossible. It's not mathematically impossible. But so it really is going to Goal difference. You're up on goal difference. Yes, up on goal difference. So <laughs> that's that. So Sunday 1st of May, which was yesterday. Um, so Jay Simpson was awarded the Junior O Supporters Player of the Year Award in the morning. Yep. And in the evening, the evening we'd all been looking for, the Star Man Awards took place yes. at the Prince Regent Hotel in Chigwell, not too far from where we both live and also from the club's training ground. Yep. We were... Lucky or fortunate enough, unlucky, however yeah. you want to look at it, to be there. Um, so we turned up at about quarter to seven. Yes, yeah, so the reception in. was 6.45. So you get there and if you've been there before, you go into their dining dining Princess hall, suite. You go upstairs and there's a reception area. So you walk in there. All the players, most of the players are already in there. So not all of them. Yeah, but they, they were sat around like the tables. tables worth or two tables worth. Was sat, it? sat around in their little groups. Yeah, so they sat around in their groups. So it's... They 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 don't quite come across as being approachable. Although if you did approach them, they're all kind of happy enough to talk to you. So um, a bit like last year, where we went last year as well, yeah. got there. And by the time you get in there, all the players are all seated, having their own conversations with their teammates. But you know, we went to speak to a few, didn't we? Well, spoke to Dino, spoke to Pollock, spoke to Clehesi, spoke to Sammy Moore. You know, again, everyone disappointed with the way the season's gone. Just good to kind of have a chat. And the catch up, not all about football, but mm. it can be hard, you know, talk, talking to them. And you know, perhaps in the future they should be not all seated together and maybe less within their cliques. You know, as when you get a ticket, you you know, there's people who are probably quieter than us and are a bit too shy to go up and say hello, but really wanna. And it's hard in that situation when they're yeah. talking to other people. Exactly, and they don't really want to feel like they're intruding on them, or they might be told to go away. But yeah, at, on act, in actual fact, I think they're actually quite happy to have a chat with people. Absolutely, yeah. So Lloyd James, Bradley Pritchard, Matt Baldry, we spoke to all of them. They don't know at this stage if they're going to be offered new contracts. Yeah. Baldry thinks he's going to go. Yeah. So we spoke to Baldry last night towards the end of the evening. Uh, because obviously Baldry's got a baby due, so his missus is in June. In June. Yeah. So I, I said to him, what, you know, you've done the baby's room? And he said, no, because don't know where we're going to be living. So, you know, doesn't know if he's getting the contract, doesn't think he's going to be offered one, but obviously time will tell him that. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd wants to stay, he said, but he's no idea if he will. Yes. No players know what is going uh, going to happen at the club. So, yeah, I mean, that's not... With a new manager not in place, you can't... You know, it be the same as last season, where you Absolutely. lose the likes of Cuthbert, Lisby... Um, well, Sean Bat, all these players, Mooney, that all left to get because they were offered a contract elsewhere. They Absolutely. didn't want to hang around Absolutely. and wait to see if they were going to be offered an, a, a deal somewhere. I, I hope it doesn't come down to Bichette's call, but I got a feeling Bichette will be making those choices if a manager's not in place, which is not going to. That's not going to be good. Not yeah. going to be good for anyone. Um, but we'll be talking in more detail about contract expiries in the next couple of episodes as the season does come to an end yeah so we'll have one more next week against Jovo and then a season finale yes absolutely so Aaron Pollock spoke to him he signed a two year deal a few weeks ago nice lad 
feet on the ground and after Saturday's performance very excited about what he's got to offer in the future good very good good Dean Cox likes buying Jaeger bombs I missed out on that one yes I went to speak to him and he came to the bar when we were talking to Lloyd James and bought around the Jaeger bombs didn't have one himself but was very uh, nice and bought us one uh, and was probably the most approachable player I would say so he was sitting on the table with other players and he was getting approached a lot and he was happy to pose for photos oh yeah he talks to everyone that one and spoke to everyone but you know he should be a real example for other players within that, you know. Yeah. Really kind of down to earth and really wanted to chat. It was a nice Jager bomb actually. Thanks, Dean. Oh, good. And uh, good luck for tomorrow, Dean. Tuesday, yeah. you go to see the specialist or you've got a follow-up, medical follow-up, so all the best for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so, you've, you've, you can, you've made this. this what's that one? Um, oh, club protocol. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it seems that some players really kind of weren't interested in being there, you know, not really making much eye contact with supporters, you know. For me, I don't know what the club protocol, but you know, it's it's one evening a year. You know, they get paid a good salary at the club. The support is there every every week, home and away. And I just thought maybe there should be a bit more effort from the from some of the players to kind of mingle in within the supporters. You know, I agree. It's 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 our, it's all about it's clubs. One and, of the year. You know, it's yeah. one evening of the year, and there's certain players who you can go and speak to, and there's certain players who just think I'm not gonna. Not gonna they're not making that. any eye contact, yeah. and you know, but. For me, I think the players could be doing slightly more. Like we say, one night a year, people from all over the country, up and down. It's not much to ask. To, if you know, if you're walking past the supporters, to just go, "Oh, you're right." You know. Yeah. My views on that. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, or for us, really, and I think people that were there in general, uh, you know, Nolan. Yeah, I think Nolan seemed to be uh, quite a big problem. He seemed to be uh, very inebriated. Um, he seemed to be a little bit toxic to me to be honest with you he seemed to be in everybody's ears winding people up from what I could gather from sort of body language and a couple of conversations I overheard when we went up to speak to him he clearly voiced what he thinks of things at the club and I think it's safe to say that we will not be getting an interview with Kevin Nolan <laughs> in the summer so anybody that was thinking about tweeting us asking us to get one I mean, that's I mean, not going to happen the thing about Nolan is he was happy to post photos with people and yes you know one thing you will say about Nolan he was very approachable yeah agree and he was happy to have a photo and an autograph he was doing that all night but like you said he was propped up by the bar quite loud yeah, getting smashed essentially. Yeah, but already smashed. Turned up smashed, I think. Yep. To be honest. Um, yeah, I th- which I thought was absolutely disgraceful. He was having a pop at Scott Cashgate and Charlie Granger. Yeah. Uh, to the to the point where Charlie Granger left the evening. He was fuming as he walked past me. Yeah. Um, really upset. Cashgate was quite upset, but holding his own in a in a discussion. Uh, you know, quite it was quite heated. I think Nolan had said to him that he's not good enough to be at a league to be at a league club and I think he told Charlie Granger that he didn't want him at the club but the club wanted to keep him there so Mental. Um, Mental. There's a, there's a, that's naughty that it shouldn't be happening uh, no matter how drunk or what your ill feelings are towards the management of the club you shouldn't be going around telling young lads that, that sort of stuff Absolutely. true or not true or not it doesn't need to be said it does no one any favours so yeah um, Lloyd James won the captain's award uh, from Matthew Baudry and was presented by Barry Twin um Upon receiving his award, he dropped it, and apparently he also dropped it later on in the evening, and apparently broke it. Yeah, um, that was that was good effort. Yeah, says all it needs to be. <laughs> Nigel Atangana came. I was talking to Howard Gould, and Nigel Atangana came over, introduced himself, asked me how I was. Nicest bloke I've ever met. Nigel Atangana, yeah, he's very nice, and I never got very sh- approachable though. You know, well, he approached me. Yeah, not that I'm anyone, but yeah, yeah, he, approached, yeah. he, he was just walking in my direction, and he just stopped and said hello. And um, I never gush at players, but I said to him, favourite player, come in, love a defensive midfielder, I do. Uh, And for me, he's kind of, 
the missing the link, link. Uh, that, that we've not replaced and I think he's going to be that and with match sharpness and game time more game time and a decent pre-season I think he will be the Vincelay replacement that we've needed for quite a while now yeah as well as Atangana I spoke to Nandalay. Yeah, again really nice bloke D- didn't really speak much English or what he was speaking was very basic but really nice guy again quite de- quite down to earth nice to speak to him actually yeah um, so out of rewards of the evening we've got a best dressed so as promised give it to Freddie Moncur wore a smashing bow tie um, very dapper very dapper looked the part yeah he was looked getting ripped for it apparently he was by by everyone on that table yep Worst dressed, worst no, dressed, no wow. surprise. The photo that's taken the internet by storm today, our photo we should have branded, but we didn't. Uh, yeah, Lloyd James, more so. popular than Kim Kardashian's <laughs> picture. <laughs> Lloyd James in his rolled up trousers and no socks. So, Lloydy, mate, what were you doing? Yeah, what were you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, big, big, big shout out to Errol McKenna. Uh, what a man, absolute legend. Um, and you make absolutely the right note here. Should take every team talk. The man is inspirational. I tell you what, if you got Errol McKellar in as like I don't know an assistant to this manager or whatever, I just say Errol, would you speak to these players five minutes before they're going out for the first half, five minutes for the second? We'd win every that game. man. That man makes you think you can walk, climb walk. Mount Everest, or yeah. you know, by just speaking to him. His passions at the club for football is amazing. Uh, he has very high hopes for Sam Dolby who he thinks will be a future Orient star. star Sam's yeah. currently 16 year old uh, at the moment and Errol was really confident saying by the time Sam turns well by the time he's 18 he'll be playing up front for the Orient so big big high hopes there from, from Errol um, that's an interesting one so yeah. um, so when the awards were going on there was quite a bit of a Tension at the ceremony. There's quite a loud table, wasn't there, towards the back? Yeah, just the behind, left. just behind us. There was there was a fair bit, um, and it seemed at one point someone was having a few. One of them was having a few words with Nolan. So this was at the back, wasn't it? At the back. Well, of the it room, started right? towards the front of the room, and yeah. I watched them. This guy and Nolan walked towards the back of the room, and by that time, um, by that time, it would got to the point where they were just shaking hands and being cool, and then. Andy Edwards turned up, Hessen Tyler turned up, Sammy Moore turned up, and then a few of his lot sort of went over there to see, oh, this looks like this could be a yeah, bit it, of a kerfuffle. Yeah, it looked so, like two sides were coming together for maybe something, but it all, seems, it all seemed to calm down. Yeah, because we spoke to the bloke afterwards, he said he was just having a friendly chat with him, and then a couple of the boys told him where to go or something, and then it all just got a bit silly from there, and then David Dodd went over to sort of come on boys that's enough oh, now did he? I didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. I didn't see that David Dodd went over and, and said look that's enough now um, cool and then I guess the main talking point of the evening you've all probably seen it on social media was about kind of what happened so outside. the awards took place we'll go through the winners um, a bit later on but the awards took place players started to leave which they're free to do so obviously a few of them got long journeys away so um, as they did things got a bit heated, uh, but not actually between the players. So I think a few people were having pops at a few players as they were leaving. I think by that time, because he also had overran massively, because I think it was supposed to end at 11, I think it didn't even enter about half 11. By that time, people had been drinking for like four hours, five hours. So by this time, everyone's had quite a few. Well, bank holiday, people have probably been on it all day. Absolutely. So a small fight <laughs> did break out. Um, a player was surrounded by several fans um, and a member of the club staff did try to calm the situation, but ended up getting whacked in fisticuffs and that was the fisticuffs pretty much so no yeah. players were involved in the fight well, not, not, not that we saw anyway I think a few people did say players were fighting not that we saw and we think we saw it outside I saw on social media that someone said a player kicked someone while they were down 
didn't I see never, it. I if that happened, that. we didn't see it, but we did see the altercation that has been reported on social media. But it wasn't a player yeah. involved in that. No, although, not, although some players were around it. Yeah, but it wasn't actually a player. Yeah. So that's just to clear to clear and clarify that, that up. It was just a shame, you know. It was just a shame. It's a disgraceful way to end a, an awards. The whole ceremony had been toxic. The players weren't behaving very well, getting you know inebriated and 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 just people winding people up and goading goading each other in whatever banter they they get involved in. You know, you're still on club duty. You still have a level of responsibility. And for me, some people are you know like like a couple of people tweeted should be utterly ashamed of themselves. Um, credit to Matt Baldry though for staying to talk to fans until just after midnight when most of the other players had left some of them lived quite a long way away so some of them shot straight off that's absolutely fine people want to go home after that, that that's fine as well yeah. um, but, but you know credit to Matt we had a nice chat with him as well um, you I, know, I think their obligation is to stay for the ceremony and once they've done that you know, they don't have to stay any longer I, th- I feel it happened last year so I feel me, like if they're all going home because they've got homes to go to or families young kids that's fine I feel like when you hear they're going out to another club to do whatever they want to do away from the ceremony I thought oh, you could stay and have a drink afterwards with the supporters I get you know there was a car I think with the Bromley lot so I think Hess and Tyler Payne Payne Connor Essen yeah. maybe Sammy Moore all, all had to go home because they got a bit of a trip that's fine but when you hear about local boys oh we're going 195 because we don't really want to stay here you know Who's think, who did that? well that was a rumour wasn't it that a few, few of them had got gone down to Epping Wave 195 oh, really? and you think well if that's the case why why don't you stay here you know yeah. and kind of in- interact you know? but you know like you said they're under no obligation but can not hurt Baldry yeah you know Baldry's got a young kid on the way he was really down to earth obviously doesn't really take drinking seriously or whatever um, and neither did the other French guys Aston Garner was standing outside yeah. for a little while Nand- so Nandale. it was Nandale and one of their mates so an interesting one that uh, when we spoke to Sean he's Said Sean Clessy, so before so many, Sean Clessy has told the owner he's a right back, not right midfielder, but it is Francesco Bichetti's um, decision. decision to keep playing him a right midfield. So he turns up, like you said to me, I think you almost word for word came back to me and said at the end of it that um, when you came back from speaking with him, that he says that I'm a right right back. But he plays me when I turn up on a Saturday. He says, "You play yeah, yeah, right yeah. mid. What am I going to do? Turn absolutely. around and say, no, I don't want to play.' Yeah, absolutely. So fair enough. Absolutely. Um, and apparently, Clahessi and a couple of the others text the owner asking him not to sack Ian Hendon and to give him a bit longer. Yeah, so that was after the most of the chair team, when uh, I knew it was back in. Yeah, yeah. Like we've said, you know, Hendon maybe not given too much time. We did make the point when it was originally done that Hendon maybe wasn't given enough time. But you know, the call was there to sack him, and that's yeah. what Bichetti did. Um, we're also told that Hessenthaler wanted to leave while the awards were going on. Um, someone close by said that he talked the whole time through the awards and when someone told him he shouldn't leave, he squared up to that person. So we never saw that. That's what someone's... Yeah, I mean, I can, ima- I can imagine that, so. he probably did try and leave because it overran so it overran so much. That, that's, that's believable. Yeah. As we left the hotel about quarter to three in the morning, I've never stayed up that late in many years, but we were out late and... Um, Hunt and Ramage came back from wherever they'd been out. So for two guys that were sick yesterday, one just about managed the half and the other didn't manage a game at all, going out on the sauce on, on a Sunday night, if you could look at us now, it's sort of raised eyebrows, emoji eyes looking left to right. Like <laughs> That was a good point. That was a good point. So, what yeah, is that about? As our cab was, was putting away, they, they walked they in. They walked so... back in going, because like, they were talking to Dan Santon. Yeah, and yeah. He was sending them about all the ruckus and all the fuss. Yeah, that yeah. Early, they, couldn't, like, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't could believe they? it at all. They couldn't believe it. If you'd so... have stayed around, boys, you'd have seen it. 
So for me, although last season in terms of on the pitch was bad, the water assembly wasn't toxic. You know, I, no, I guess we were all kind of a bit shell shocked under what had happened that season with Bichetti, with Liverani, with all the changes. I think the aggression but was at Liverani. Yeah, the players. You're right. The it was at management team, not. But this year, it was just worse. I guess a combination of bad management from all sides within the footballing business in terms of Bichetti and the management, plus alcohol, plus fans' frustration, plus players' frustration, equals one crazy star man evening. So yeah. that was it. As it happened, we were there. We got no reason to lie. No. That's what happened. So you walk- we, we saw it all, what we were told by people who did yeah. see it. So, so if there is on- a differing story... Yeah. We're happy to stand corrected. So moving on to why we're actually there. So the award winners, <laughs> uh, the Away Player Award, no surprise, went to Jay Simpson. Yep, goal of the season award went to Joby McEnough for his goal against Portsmouth, which was an utter cracker. It surprised w- me a bit because I thought that the Turgot goal against Stevenage, where Ollie Palmer picks it yeah. out, gives it to Sammy, uh, gives it to Sammy Moore, Sammy Moore who to crosses Clessie. it to Clessie, who touches it onto... Um, onto Turga who volleys it in all of those are one touch football I thought was a better goal not to take anything away from Joby Joby Joby's goal was a great goal but the Turga goal from the team goal is better and Sammy Moore's goal against Notts County County. is better and I think Joby's goal against Joval might even be better than the Portsmouth goal um, but we've been spot this season for goals. We have actually. So genuinely been spot. We said this in in one of the first podcasts of this season. We did the first few podcasts. We did. So Captain's that was a goal. Award. Yeah, captains of all went to Lloyd James again. He collected it. At that picture still online. Of, uh, his amazing suit, Lloyd James. Well done, Lloyd, for getting that award. Yeah, merit award went to Jay Simpson. Yep, and the big award of the evening, the Starman Award. So we everyone thought this would just be Jay Simpson would walk this award. But actually went to Alex Chizak. Yeah. So well done, Alex. Yeah. Good. Well done, mate. He's done very well this season, mate. Nice little speech after as well. Nice speech. And then the final order of the evening went to the player in the community was Dean Cox. Yeah, so well done. Well done Dino too. also gave a nice little speech. Um, he had, did last year as well. Yeah, had I known he was going to do that, I would have periscoped it. But by that time, I put my phone away. Yeah. Um, but next year, we know next year to look out for that. So, <laughs> you know, a massive well done to David Dodd to Simon Feldman, to Karen Harrison, all at Supporters Club, for all the effort it took in organising that event, because that must be a difficult Mammoth. event to organise. And I hope yeah. we hope they manage to put it on next season after the escapades of, of yesterday's what, what happened. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I don't know. I think they might have been burnt a bit by that. I so know. We'll see. Unless yeah. it's a promotion one, like you said before we came on air. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, uh, Also, thanks go to uh, Graham Levy, Chris Kane, Vince Howard, Danny, John Macker, Dan Santon, Elliot Bird, Mike Brown Music, at Mike Brown Music. Yeah, at Mike Brown Music. Uh, Barry Twin uh, and the other guys, Matt McCarthy, a few, few other guys that we were uh, around with. Yep. Plastics on Tour, I think they call themselves. Plastics some on of them. Tour, Although yeah. Dan Slewinski wasn't there, but generally yep. Plastics on Tour. For a great night, good to hang out with you guys. Be good to do it a little bit more often yeah. during the season. Great evening, that's why we all have Orient now, all came, all came together and everyone's got, got the people. same goal, everyone wants the same thing to happen. So that was the Starman Awards as it happened. Um... So that sums it up. So moving on, as we always do, we end with the positives and negatives from the week just gone by. So positives, firstly, the youth players coming through. As I say, Pollock was immense on Saturday. Samado looked good. We've got Karoman. Hopefully more from that that championship when the squad will come and push on. Second positive, we're going to get our last home game of the season. So we went out with a one nil win and a clean sheet. That's good. Hopeful. And the third, season ticket pricing. So, you know, although... The adults' price has gone up. If you've got an under, a kid who's under 18, great time to get him involved in the football. So Daniel's dad, Malcolm, said to me that he was paying 210 quid for his granddaughter's ticket. He's now paying nine quid. Yeah, unbelievable. 
unbelievable. To me, that's by the club. The right steps. By no means is is the club being run as we would like it to, but little they're things, getting little things. Little right things like are starting that. to happen in the right steps. Do you remember when we had ten pound season tickets under sixteen? Yeah, I think, I think they should just do that. I think it was ninety five, ninety six. I think. Or yeah, 97. Yeah, 20 uh, years ago. First home game was Torquay United, we won 1 0. How do you remember that? Can't, don't know. He claims um, Negatives, Starman, yep. I think, not the whole award, but I think that the, you know, the toxic atmosphere, some player attitudes not being right on the night. Yep. Uh, a meddling owner, you know, it's been well documented. It's not a rumour, it's not a vicious rumour or anything like that. You know, he does interfere with, with things he should be interfering with. Yep. Although, you know, he'll, his argument will be: I'm paying all this money, and I'm Absolutely. and I'm not getting you know much return on my investment. So yep. I'm I'm going to be interested in what's going on. Yeah, uh, and obviously uh, an uncertain future for the out of contract players. So it's a shame. It is part and parcel of football. They've experienced it before, and you know, that's, that's, those that will we want to keep will keep, and those that don't will go. That's the big one for me. That's the big one. You get that right, and you get your manager right, and you you get on to next season. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep joint. You got to keep James. And I think you got to keep Baudry. Yeah. So, um, but again, we'll discuss that. I think in the next couple of weeks. So, hero of the week. So <coughs> only going to be one guy. Yeah. Listen, then this week. So well done, to Aaron Pollock. Well done, mate. Well done, mate. A fantastic week. Um, so next week's fixtures. So just the one game left this season, and it's a long Thank journey goodness. away to Yeovil. Who at one point looked set to be in a relegation battle, but they've done all right over the last couple of months since they got a new manager in. Uh, they beat Barnet away 4 3 on Saturday in a brilliant match. They were 3 1 down, they pulled it back. Uh, so they're 18th in the league on 48 points. So the overall score, but they also concede. So I don't think that'll be a 0 0. Yeah, that way. No, I, think, I, think it, I think you're looking at a 2 1, hopefully, us, or 3 2, hopefully, us. I think yeah. there'll be goals in that game. Cool. That's it. Yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us for episode number 69. Uh, it's been a relatively quiet week compared to the last few, but some positives to come out of the week, uh, ending with a chaotic Starman <laughs> Awards. <laughs> season ticket prices looking good for next season for under-18s and under-11s. And on the pitch, we got the win to end our home campaign on a high. Very impressed with the youth players coming through, and hopefully over the next 12 months we'll see more lining up in the first team. And with the one match we played, we got the win. Yeah, so uh, as normal, we'll be back with episode 70 next week with all the information and views you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. See you next week. Yeah, up the O's.